There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Heck, no, they're not, because they're all burning bright here. Once again, N.H. Unscripted, you lucky listeners. I am your Elvis-ish host, Ray (laughs) Dudley. We are coming to you from the not-so-overly-ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. You know the drill. Get out those transistor radios. Make sure the batteries are up to snuff. Fire them over to the AM band. You will find us at 1450. Flip it over to the FM band, scroll all the way up there towards the end of the dial, and we'll be at 103.9 FM. And all you blessed souls in the Manchester area can find us at 101.9 FM. We are so happy, happy, happy to be out of bed today. And in case you are somebody who has to have an internet kind of W www.url-ish kind of thing. You can find this show as well as all the other programs at nhtalkradio.com. Before we get into the show today, I need to thank our sponsor, Lakes Region Fencing, Guilford. Okay, it's after the first of the year. (laughs) While you're holding your cup of coffee and looking out the window, you see that thing in your backyard that your neighbor thinks is a World War II memorial? Yeah, that's your fence. Time to get rid of it. Jettison that puppy. Go out to lrfence.com. Click the button for a free estimate. Matt will get back to you and tell you all about how it works. They do pool fences, property line fences, oh gosh, horse corrals, they do it all. They do it all. I love Matt and his crew up there. LRFence.com is their URL. LRFence.com. Do they have hours and hours of pictures out there that you can scroll through to find what you want. Click the button and get a free estimate. Your neighbors will thank you. Okay, enough of that. We love you, Matt, and you guys up there. (laughs) In-house today is Lend Me a Theater. Specifically, Cat Yabba Dabba Doo and <laughs> lo, lo, you, I'm telling you, I was going there. I warned you. And Laura Hogland. Kat, what is your actual last name? How is it pronounced? Uh, phonetically, Abdelwahid. That's what I said. Yeah, was sure. it not clear? Was it, it not clear? It was so, so close. Huh? I'm really impressed. Rolls off really the impressed. tongue, does it not? <laughs> Good morning to you both. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Laura's still well, working. Hello, on, yes. hello. This, Good this morning, name. Ray. I guess Good the Sanka and the Taster's Choice has yeah. not kicked in yet. No, I had to switch to decaf. It's Ooh, never been Sorry to hear that. Yeah. How are things at Lend Me a Theater? Things are are good. I yeah. think just like with everybody else, we have a few people that are, you know, under the weather, myself included. So yeah. excuse my voice for sounding like Kathleen Turner in the later years. Not necessarily a Ooh. bad thing, but yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I know we got to keep it <laughs> keep it straight. Oh, yeah. So Andrew um, didn't puke yet. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, um, maybe. I got the look. Just, just there's the look. Just a little. Um, so things are things are pretty good. Uh, yeah. We're we're plugging along. Um, still in let's see, 2023. So what we've had quite a few years of production under our belt. I think we started in want to say 2015. 
2013 um, is when we became our, fi- our 501c3. All our paperwork was done um, very quickly. You're a nonprofit? Yeah, we yes. are a nonprofit. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh my God! Yep. Um, thanks to like some of our founding members uh, that worked really hard: Mo Demers, uh, Jack Miller, um, Paul Smith, um, Doris George, uh, several others. That I know them we all. Probably I know them all. Yes, you do. I don't know if they'll claim that they know me, but that's <laughs> and a- anybody else I fail to mention, please know that you are still in the roster. We'll put it in the show <laughs> notes. There we go. Um, yep. So, so they started in. 2000, did they, was their goal to be a, fi- a 501 c Yes. So what, what we did is we were all moonlighting, as most of us do, mm-hmm. at other local theaters. Mm-hmm. And we did a show called, um, you know, some of us met at, like, um, at Mana La Mancha. And we did this really incredible show called Lend Me a Tenor. And that's where most of us formed some really incredible and deep bonds. And we said, well, you know, we questioned, is there a need for yet another community theater group in the state of New Hampshire? And And if so, um, are we going to fill a particular niche? And we want to do different things. We want to branch out. We'd like to be a little bit creative. And the group that we were working with, you know, uh, they were kind of they've been established for many years. and They kind of had their set, you know, um, seasons of what they like to do. And we're like, we kind of want to do some dinner theater and some one offs and some original pieces. So let's go forward. And then. I don't know, bing, bang, boom, three months later, we were 501c3 with the United States government, the state of New Hampshire, and we were off and running. Man, oh man, yeah. oh man. And we said that when it stops being fun, we will stop doing it. We will liquidate all assets, and we will gift all of that to some sort of theater organization, whether it be a school in the form of a scholarship or whatever. So, so far, we haven't hit that point. Huh. Um, no, still fun. Huh. Yeah, still fun. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> you said that you were hoping to do dinner theater. Mm-hmm. So that in particular is what I I thought uh-huh. maybe we could chat about today. Because is there any other group doing dinner theater? I mean, George Peel yeah. did it for a little while with Majestic, stage one. Majestic, Majestic used to, but does. they stopped during, no, they stopped during the pandemic. They did? Oh, okay. They did. Yeah. I did one of their I said, ones a little before that. Uh-huh. Um I don't know if they may pick it up again, yeah. but I know it was a. Um, there was some things going on with the venue, executive court, yeah, 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 and then um, and I think the pandemic kind of put paid to it for a while yeah. until people were yeah. maybe now when people are ready to eat together again. Although yeah. maybe not right now, yeah, right. It's cresting just <laughs> after a yeah. after yeah. cold and flu season, after and, cold and flu yeah, season, and COVID and RSV and and yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, isn't that the truth? I think. Franklin Footlighters puts on some of the same sort of material, but I don't know if they do it as dinner theater. Yeah. Because okay. I know they're they're big fans of the murder mystery right, right. as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. I thought someone out in Nashua used to do it, Nashua area, but I have no idea. Okay. I'm talking through the other side of my face. Oh, really? Because <laughs> uh, I realize I have no idea what goes on in Nashua anymore. <laughs> so let's peel this apart. Let's sure. go way back. Um when, how long before you, or how long after you became the five hundred one three C? Did you do thin, dinner theater? And when where were you it doing it? It was our first show out. It was. It was our first show out, and we were actually in the um, plumbers and steam fitters union hall in. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I did a yeah. show out there with. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) How far back we go. I know, I know, I know. So in in Hookset, which is actually kind of our little, it's not our our venue. We have performed there when we've needed to or when we first started out, just getting our feet wet and seeing, you know, 
uh, how you know far our fingers could spread. And uh, we did our first one out of the bat was uh, midlife Dracula, and you know Dracula was you know in crisis. He was having a, a mid non life crisis, and you know dealing with orthopedic coffins, and you know trying to get out of there, and not having the same you know level of bloodlust and things like that. So it was a cute little. I have never hokey. heard of that show, yeah. but just that introduction. Fun. Oh. It was fun. And we, you know, we we did the cooking ourselves too because you know producing a show wasn't quite enough. So let's add in the cooking and the cleaning too. Very glamorous, yes. And um, we Are did. Are you kidding me? You cooked as well? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So we made things like you know um, brains. So we catered the meal oh, to be cool. like a spooky a spooky meal. And we've tried to continue kind of that theme. Um, we've gotten away from it a little bit more because we don't control the food anymore. Usually the venue does yeah. because we've gone beyond where we can we can really continue to do that level of service. Um, so it's kind of been turned over to the venue. We try to get them to tie in the meal a little bit to whatever show we're doing. Say we're doing something set in the South, then, you know, maybe we pull out some Southern fried chicken, you know, something like that. We did that, that last with yeah. the last yeah. show. Um, yeah, we had the option of a couple of things from the caterer, and they gave us a couple of different options. And since the show that we were doing, You Have the Right to Remain Dead, starts as a... Um, a play within a play, and the play within a play is set in the deep south, as they say, with people of varying regional accents um, <laughs> that are all supposed to be from the same family. But they had given us an offer of, of a pasta dish and then something that was more southern with yeah. chicken and rice, and we're like, yeah, let's go with the... We try yeah. to tie it. We had people show up in hats and ascots. At, and The audience members? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have some fun, fun audience members. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Okay, you're getting way ahead of me here. Way ahead of me. Sorry. All right. All right. I'm I try to rein her in, but it's back. impossible. Ooh, they pull me back in. So when you first started and you were at the plumbers and electricians? Plumbers and seam fitters. Union. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You had no idea whether people would even accept dinner theater, right? Was it? Well, did, it's New Hampshire. We've all, and those of us in theater have always been, you Well, know, we eat together yeah, and drink we, together. There's we, no doubt about yes. that. But uh, but New Hampshire's kind of always loved dinner theater, so I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. We, did, we thought it would be successful. We just didn't know what we would get for audience as far as competing with so many other wonderful community theater groups in New Hampshire. All right. All right. Let's put a tack in it right there. You hear that music? Time to put our tap shoes on. We're going to tap out and go get some more Sanka and Taster Choice so we can fulfill our task here. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-bed host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the studios of WKXL in Tonkin, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. We will be back. It's winter, and we're in the basement. Yeah, a little cold, but hey, what can I say? You 
blessed listener have found NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the mountaintop digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord, overlooking this beautiful city. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Those are Concord based. And for you souls in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And our URL, for those of you who are addicted to the web, it is nhtalkradio.com. I'll give you some more information about what goes on out there in a minute. But we have the folks from Lend Me a Theater in the studio. And we're talking dinner theater. So you started at the, Cat and uh, Laura, you started at the Plumber and electrician's union hall union hall yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) okay i'm getting visions of things i probably shouldn't be how well was it accepted what made you say oh we might be onto something here very well we had a great following we had a good turnout even for the first show out um we had a blast performing which that's the crux of it you know with the we, we all know in theater that the real show happens backstage and indeed it does and this is a family show now we can't give away can't give away too much so we it's just so much fun and um so we just continued we forged ahead and we did it without sponsors um we had some help from our internal board um you know starting off with you know paying for like scripts and and royalties and things like that and then what we got we put into the next show which went what we got from that we put into the next show and so on and here we are have you had an increase in audiences oh, along the way yeah yes. yeah oh yes yeah so yeah. it's very well received there is apparently a yep. an um, appetite get yeah. it appetite. yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm clever like uh, that ba-dum-punch. look out for me yeah i'll <laughs> be here all week you want to help like one of our plays yeah no thank yeah. you no i have enough pressure doing this show never mind so yeah. at what point did you say we need a bigger venue uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yes, but we have. How many actually, did it seat? First of all, in in the, the I don't. Need to I cut you don't off, think it was many. I want to say yeah, okay. maybe for dinner theater we set up seats and I want to say maybe we had something like I want to say like six tables. We did it buffet style. There was a conference room. We set up all the food in there. Logistically, it must have been a nightmare. Well, we, I mean, how do you perform while people are eating? And, you know. Well, it's dinner theater, so you you get everybody seated. You mingle. You work the crowd while they're eating, and then you give them some time. That gives Man. the cast time to, you know, get last minute makeup touches, hair, costume, any issues like that. You go out, you perform, and then at intermission, you serve, um, you know, you serve dessert, and then the cleanup is at the end. So you work it around, you work it around the food. It works fine. It's a smooth transition we've got we've got a great system and we've got some really but heavy clinking glasses and plates and silverware well, that's that's one of the things mm. is you actually and this might change in a different place we were just <laughs> talking to but typically you would um, either serve the dinner and they'd be eating dinner before you put on the show mm-hmm. and that's when the cast comes out in character mm-hmm. and mingles mm-hmm. and oh. tries to up the thing a little and you know play with play yeah. with so interpersonal not, relationships yeah. so um, and then ideally they are done clicking except for the last few minute people um, surprisingly ice and glasses doesn't make a sound up on stage uh, because huh. there's plenty of that going oh, yeah. got you, got all you. through oh, yeah. um, and then so you do try to save most of that for when you're not on stage um, mm-hmm. typically though we are mic'd 
for mm-hmm. dinner theater you shows. You weren't there, were you? Mike did no, not. No, no, okay, no. in the no. Union Hall? We are now. Not there. You are. Not, we are now. Yeah. No, okay. not in the Union so Hall. It's yeah. real small. I have to say, I was not around. I am a latecomer to Elmat, only like the last three. Oh, Elmat, aren't you so cute? Oh, Elmat. Well, that <laughs> came. Look yeah. at you. That came from the abbreviated the start. Version. Well, it was kind of. Providence, fortuitous, meant to be whatever, you know, whatever ooga-booga thing you believe in you want to put out there. We all really formed this bond and had these conversations during Lend Me a Tenor. And then we're like, well, what are we going to be? We don't have a home, so Lend Me a Theater, which is the same acronym. So it just kind of stuck, and we all felt like, okay, this is... this." Or as Laura likes to say, Elmat. Elmat. There we go. Yeah, because... Lend me a theater gets a little too long, and in yeah, in America we love to abbreviate everything because we, we, you know, yeah. we do. so it became Elmat, and that's what we did. And we actually have performed everywhere from as far south as the Geyer's Arts Barn um, to beginning Cape Cod, all the way up to the Cliff what? House in Maine. What? Yep, and various so you, places in between. Uh, for some reason, I thought two locations: yeah. Tupelo and the Hatbox. Hat that's so, where we primarily are now, yeah. but we started out, we're nomadic, so we're, we're Bedouin, if you will. We will go anywhere. Hence your last name. <laughs> you went, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then we'll go anywhere. We'll, we will perform in various places. So, um, you know, we've performed at venues in um, Manchester. We've performed in union halls, in churches. We've performed all over the place. And, of course, Hatbox created a beautiful home for us where we could do some more artistic works that we are not normally able to fulfill at a larger venue um, like Tupelo, who really desires that audience interactive murder mystery dinner theater experience. Okay. Okay. So... I have so many questions. Um, Fire away. Your current home is Tupelo. Is that correct? We um, are. We no? we are nomadic. We we are homeless. Still, but still, we still I mean, we still do once. We do have yeah. a once a year gig at Tupelo. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. doing three or four. No, we they are, only have one. Yeah, we they are a resident group there. We're the only theater that performs there currently, and we are progressing even more because so our we it was like hey let's try this and see if it works and you know at the beginning of the relationship i believe jack miller contracted with uh, scott at tupelo and thankfully you know it survived the pandemic and um it grew and grew and grew and grew to more and more sold out shows and this last time um you know we got contacted by tupelo and said you know what your tickets are selling so quickly can you add another day and we went oh yeah yes absolutely no, we do a weekend. Okay, so, all right. No, we do you show. do. So, so, so we do was, one weekend. Used to be one? Used to be one show. Come in, set up, build the set, run the show, strike the set. One day. Yeah. So now... We're really happy. We get to go in, build the set, set it up, do your, you know, do your run through, do the show, go home. And for those that can't see... And then come back. Oh, raise eyes or bulge yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. So, um... So you, is it is it interactive theater? So first of all, where is Tupelo? Let people know where Tupelo uh, is. Uh, Tupelo is in Derry, New Hampshire. They okay. are a really awesome venue. Exit four They're, for those good heading yeah. down. 90, yeah, exit oh, four, three. or you can yeah. get there from exit five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's a concert venue. They but they do all sorts of things. They do comedy shows and yeah. concerts and theater and stuff like that. And it's it's great. You they do you can have regular seating, um, dinner seats for the, for us right. for theater. You can choose if you don't want to 
to do dinner there, then you can go out to dinner wherever you want and just buy a mezzanine seat. So we've you've got options when you go there. And they've got this really cool thing. They use some... Um, some alternative um, energy sources. So they've got um, solar panels. And it'll tell you on there, uh, there's like this placard up in their lobby that will tell you like, you know, how much energy is used or saved what? In, in equivalent to, I think, how many cups of coffee can be made out I of the love energy. That. That's a, yeah, it's a really cool I love little coffee. <laughs> I didn't yeah, that. really what? Nice. That's really incredible. Cool. Yeah, and it's a it's a venue of about I think five hundred and seven seats. With dinner theater, with dinner yes. Theater. So dinner theater and mezzanine combined you get about five hundred and seven seats. Do you sell that out? You, we they sold asked you to out, do, what, we sold out Saturday night at the last one and I think we were within twenty seats of selling out for the Sunday night. In our previous show that we did there, Clue, we sold out as well. Yeah? Yeah. So now you're doing, you said additional shows? They gave you an additional night? They gave us additional (laughs) night. So it's still the same show, but it's one weekend. We get the whole weekend instead of just one night. And that's already been set for next year. We'll be at Tupelo's on uh, November 10th and 11th. I think it is. Yeah. Is that a typical day for you? That late in the we year? We usually do yeah. the fall. Fall. Yeah. Like the yeah. Fall. Murder mystery dinner theaters do very well in the fall. You know, it's something inside and cozy, and even though that many people, an element of intimacy as far as connecting with a crowd and working a crowd and things like that. So, they 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 do wonderfully in the fall for some reason around here. So five hundred. <laughs> let's round it off. Five hundred people. Um, let's say they're all eating. Is that? Obviously, it's not stadium seating. It it no, it's, it's flat. F- right? Yep, they oh. have so they have dinner seats on two levels. Yeah, and then they have a counter, and then they've got the mezzanine in the back. And all of those people can see the show. Yes, yes. they can. Yeah. yeah, because the ones that are seated, and let's call yeah. it an orchestra section. All right, so there's seats there. The stage is raised from there, so they can all see that. And then there's um, people sitting at a counter right behind that a few people mm-hmm. like about 16 seats and then another set of tables now raised okay so they can also see i mean obviously the people who have their back to the stage during dinner need to turn around right, or you right, see people right. shuffling around making little horseshoes yeah. around their thing but Woo! they can all see from what i can mm. tell the time goes so fast it does put attack in that put your dancing shoes on we have to tap dance our way over to the jello pudding pops Hang on. You have been listening to NH Unscripted. Well, not were. I guess you were and are. Hmm. Got to get my grammar proper here. Anyway, it's NH Unscripted. I am your Charlie Brown-headed host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And you can find the archives of this show out at nhtalkradio.com. Lend me a theater is in the house and I have more questions about dinner theater. We're coming back. Unscripted. I am your happy to be out of bed and wearing my jammies host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the mm, Six Flags-like conditions of the WKXL <laughs> studios. 
Ah, we have such a great time here, riding the roller coasters and the twirly go rounders and all that. Yep, yep, yep. In Concord, fourteen fifty AM, one hundred three point nine FM, and you blessed souls in Manchester get to hear us at one hundred one point nine FM. And the archives of this show and all of the other shows are out at nhtalkradio.com. And there's a button out there so you can listen to us live. Ah, life is great. In studio with me are my friends Kat Yabadabadoo and Laura Hogland. They are from Lend Me a Theater, and we are talking about dinner theater. Ah, that's not Kat's real last name. I guess you kind of guessed that. Anyway, I want to talk to you about your demographics and how you're choosing your plays to meet that demographic. Okay. So I assume, rightly or wrongly, that there are people who go because you present a certain type of theater. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that okay? And Which varies depending on the venue. Hatbox is, we don't do um, audience interactive murder mystery dinner theaters at Hatbox. We, we don't even get more. Twizzlers from you out there. No, you no. don't. You Dang get nothing it. from us. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. You get content. Okay. Just Come on, right. right. <laughs> we Delight do. for your other senses. Right. Yes. Right. So at Tupelo, let's, let's stick with dinner theater. Sure. At sure. Tupelo, what is the demographic there? Who, who shows up? And what are they looking for? Well, Tupelo definitely has their own following. They do. Uh, very yeah. dedicated following. These these are frequent flyers that come in for a lot of their same, you know, a lot of their shows. They come in. Some people, I think, have memberships and things like that. Um, and they specifically want murder mystery dinner theater audience interactive yes. murder mystery we um we did do clue and that did well even though it's not written as an interactive mm-hmm. one because it's such a very well-known show yeah. and it's hilarious uh, as correct. we all know yep. it's fantastic so we worked some things in we we added some things around it mm-hmm. to give the audience something to do but what they really really like are the ones where they get to check out the clues and they get to try to guess or figure out who the killer mm-hmm. is and so um, when you say interactive, what yeah. give us a, sure. a definition oh, or done, description of what that means? We've done crossword puzzles. We go out and mingle um, in the crowd. You go we, right out in the audience. Oh, yes, we do. Right you around do. to the tables. Yes, you do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, from Clue, you have Mrs. Peacock and Miss Scarlet. What? Yeah. In house with? In, 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 what? The, in the house. <laughs> we are just delighted to be here. <laughs> so I assume the audience looks forward to that? They want that interaction? Yes, yes, yes they they're, yeah. they're looking yeah. for that. And I mean, as an actor who's, you know, most of us that have done audience interactive, you can tell, like, when you start to approach a table, you can see people that don't want to be approached. Yep, that would be me. You can kind of see me. them shrink yep, yep. into their seat. Like looking at yes. their soup or exactly. something. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Like, don't, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't pick me. <laughs> and then you can see the other person that's sitting on the edge of their seat ready to fall off because they're begging for you to just talk to them. So, you know, you just go for that person. What are some of the more popular shows you've done there that people, like, just rave about? They really liked Murder Country Style. Murder Country Style. Which is right before I, I joined. I never heard yeah. of it. Is it's, that? Do you write it myself? It's a Mouche. No, usually, yeah. Eileen Mouche um, yeah. does, um, I forget what the name of her company. She writes a lot. Mouche for Murders, Mur- I think it's called. Something yeah. like that. And she does all 
campy murder mysteries. That's what she writes or has written. I think she's passed. I think she may yeah. have because yeah. all the scripts we have are yeah. So we we do publish scripts. We don't. We have not done any um, original audience interactive murder mysteries. There we go through a publishing house. We pay the royalty fees and do what we're supposed to. Some of them come with additional packets for making things audience interactive. We did um, one where we we've had like I said we've had crossword puzzles. We've had games that you fill in. We've had things where you can you know reach into your seat and there might be an envelope there. We've had door prizes in the past. We've done There's a lot of work involved in that. There, there is yes. a lot of production work yes. around yes. it besides <clears throat> the production. And and sometimes the last show that we did, um, You Have the Right to Remain Dead, was mm-hmm. our most recent one. And that had a lot of the audience participation written right into the script. This was right. by Pat Cook. And Pat Cook writes a number of these audience interactive murder mysteries and then mm-hmm. some other murder mysteries. Um, like I said, our audience, though, really likes to have the... And in this case, um, it was done as a play within a play. So there's several times where you're addressing the audience directly from the stage because you've come out of character because it's the play within a play and now somebody's been murdered who wasn't the person who was supposed to be murdered on stage. Um, and in other parts, they get to clap for who they think is the murderer. That's very popular. It, Anything what? where they can um, voting is also very popular, but really? that is that is harder to do um, with that size with crowd. that size crowd. You I almost can can't because you'd have to collect all the votes. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. do it by applause or by mm. noise. Now, whether that changes the end of the play depends on how the play is written. But they like to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to make them believe it's me if I'm on stage. I do everything I can to project myself as oh, the murderer the without herring, going then. out of the thing. Built-in and I actually, herring. usually it's built into almost all of them. Uh-huh. That's yeah. really the deal. Everybody, usually what, you know, whoever is murdered, it's very similar to like Midsummer Murders. It's like one of the most hated people on the stage. So everybody has a reason to kill them. And then, you know, and it's interesting um, sometimes people will pick up on clues that are there in the script, but a lot of times they will be watching exactly to how you interact with each other mm-hmm. on stage. Well, we so. get some good hecklers too. Like yes. it will be, they'll be like, "It was you!" You know, they're screaming what? from the audience. Oh yeah, these. I'm telling you, the Tupelo crowd. They are. They are lively. They are vibrant. They will. They'll come at you. They're like, "We saw you do that." They're like yelling at you from from their seats. They they are involved. They're it's, invested. Yeah. yeah. In my head is, I think, one that you did before, Tony and Maria's wedding, Italian wedding. Is there? No, that wasn't us. Oh. No, that wasn't us. Scratch that. that. I have to talk to Andrew about it. I think that was majestic. I think it might have been. I think it was majestic. I I don't know. uh, Sorry. Sorry. We've right. done Death by Dessert, so it's probably the closest you're going to get to that one. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, that was that was a cool one. Yep. Damn. Yeah. So that's the thing, is we're going through these other ones. And like I said, I'm a latecomer to, um, a relative latecomer to Lend Me a Theater. So I'll be like, oh, have we? And be like, but luckily we have a list of ones we've done. So anytime you see an interesting script, you're like, wait, did we do that one already? So when you go through a script, time. what are you looking for? What, what are you mm. hoping uh, the perfect script has? Me? Personally, when I read a script, if you don't have me within the first three pages and I'm fighting to stay awake or I can't stay concentrated, it's a no. And that's the first three pages. You've either you've got to do something within those first three pages to catch me. 
Does somebody die early on, or can they die anytime any, in the show? Anytime. Yeah, we really don't care when people we die. We don't care when people <laughs> die in the yeah, show. No. A lot of Great. times they do die before <laughs> intermission, though, because at intermission you yeah. you offer some uh, some information. or Right. Oh. A lot of them are written, oh, and then you can have the audience come up and look on your set, and we're like, we, what? Yeah, we call people up on stage to part- participate. We have, but we and, prefer yeah. you know, not to get crowds. So when we've had to do that, what we did was we um, photographed what they would be looking at on stage because you know it does say make sure they don't touch anything it's like yeah yeah, yeah, good luck with 507 people yeah um so we you know photographed it and everybody got a copy at their table of of this information um i look for i want it to be funny because these have to be comedic murder mysteries okay so what i'm usually looking for is some cohesion in the script um, I'm fine with lots of red herrings. The more, mm-hmm. the better, but it better make sense at the end. Otherwise, yes. the audience feels cheated. Yeah. Um, I hate anyone that's like, and it was just a dream, or it was just oh, a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What I cop out. Yeah. Um, I agree. But uh, so I'm looking for I'm looking for humor. I'm looking for cohesion in the script. And yeah, at this point, we've learned to look very clearly at is it audience interactive? Mm-hmm. If it's not, can we make it so? Can we if build the script it in? Is good enough? Can we build it in mm-hmm. um, some company uh, some playwrights will let you change lots of things you can now set it you know put everything in like local mention local towns and local oh, things. oh, yes, oh that's yeah. brilliant yeah, yeah. So, so that's we try to do we that localize that it better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. gives like people a little that. extra chuckle or a little more oh like connection if yeah. you will um, and what you know give the people what they want and that's what they want the other thing is we have to keep in mind um, we are nomadic so everything we do needs to be put up and taken down by normally 10 people Good yeah grave. yeah so yes, yeah, uh, so yes, that and a few other words that can't be mentioned here. <laughs> <laughs> so a farce with lots of doors can be tricky. Yes, yeah. and we'd love we to, to do it. That. We'd love to do it, but it's yeah. we do have to think about how. And there have been some times where it's like this set is so elaborate, like. We can't. We would love to do, for instance, the play that goes wrong oh. in some venue somewhere. We would yes. adore to. That, that is, is obviously not something you could put hysterical. up, isn't it? Oh my but, god. That set. Yeah, good luck. That set. Good luck. I know. I did it with Manchester. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. We're tap dancing our way out. They got us hooked. They got us hooked. Oh, you are listening to NH Unscripted. We are coming to you from the monk-like conditions of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and in Manchester, 101.9 FM, and our archives, as well as the live button where we stream, nhtalkradio.com. Cat Yabba Dabba Doo and Laura Hogland are in here from Lend Me a Theater. We're coming back. Man, one segment to go. Hang on. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your Austin Powers-like host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you for those of you who are still firing up your transistor radios. Get on that AM band, 1450 
and then hop over to the FM band, go scroll all the way up to 103.9 FM. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's us. That's us. And each scripted. For you folks in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And for those of you who don't even know what a radio is, go ahead out to the internet, nhtalkradio.com, play around, do whatever it is you do out there, and you'll find us. In-house with me today is Kat. What's your last name? Abdul Wahid. Exactly. I've been saying it correct all along. Yabba dabba do. And Laura Hoglin, board member, correct? From yes. Lend Me correct. A Theater. We're talking mm-hmm. dinner theater. We're talking scripts. We're talking the whole thing. You guys have, you're moving, you said, from or adding on from Tupelo? Uh, yes, yes. So, well, uh, we um, last show we did also at Nashua Center for the Arts, and then we um, actually just got recently contacted by Chunky's Movie Theater in Manchester, and he wants to add some more creative uh, stuff in that. Yeah, I know it's great. Yes. Um, and so that's that's great because the venues are far from each other, and um, you know we can kind of work with all that. And so these would be in yeah. addition to Tupelo. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yeah. Um, we usually do a couple places, like we've rented uh, a ballroom at the Doubletree, yep. for instance, and yes. done a show before there. You guys um, are creative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the the phrase is gluttons for punishment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But we'll go with creative, Ray, sure. Mm-hmm. That is an umbrella for all of the actors in the world, gluttons <laughs> for punishment. Mm. So... um where are you? All right, first of all, I promised that we would get a website out of yep. you. Do you have a website address? Yes, www.lendmeatheater.org, and theater is spelled like the actual building. Or if it's easier to remember, and this is a quirky little thing, www.lendmeatheater.org. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Huh. It just happened. Huh. <laughs> Lend me. So it's like a and URL Sudoku there. Hey, hey, a- yeah. <laughs> and of course, and of course, the the Facebooks. Yeah, we're also on the Facebooks, and we have a great uh, social media oh, guy that me. handles. Um, Apparently, our, not your yeah, URL. <laughs> <laughs> Established before him, so we've yeah. got Dwight Stearns. <laughs> Dwight Stearns, who handles our our Facebook and what will Instagram. they find out there? What kind of information would they find? Uh, upcoming shows, ticket upcoming, prices, yes. upcoming shows, upcoming, upcoming auditions. <gasps> you can scroll Talk down. Yeah, so you can scroll oh. down to the bottom, and you can sign up for our newsletter as well on uh, Mailchimp and. And we'll get that information out to you and usually you know posting on Facebook and stuff any events that we have coming up we usually sure. hold our auditions and our rehearsals at the Union Hall and hooks it and then perform wherever we are performing we're never going to get all the information out I need to in this last segment mm-hmm. alright I wanted to talk to you about that about your um, casting mm-hmm. and how many mm-hmm. people you have do you have a like just an in-house group that nope. you work with all the time you always have open auditions always. we always have open always. auditions always always and we Always. do not like precasting. What? We want people coming in fresh. We want as many new people coming in. The whole idea behind Lend Me a Theater was to create opportunities. If you had never um, uh, done lighting before, but you wanted to, you would you know, assist the lighting person and then be able to build your skills, whether they be tech, acting, directing, whatever it is. And that gave you the opportunity to do that with an open group. Do you have an average cast size that you tend to like to deal with? 
The murder mysteries usually tend to be run around uh, 8 to 10. Yeah. It just tends to be the number, or maybe 8 to 11. And then other shows, it we've, really can vary. We've Six done, to eight. We've done 2 to 16, I think is the Yeah, like 2 across was yeah. one of the shows, and that was 2, two people. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what did we, we recently do We have another possible show stage? coming. We, have, we had a show that was slated for cat, uh, Hatbox, but it is looks like it's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, um, possibly moved out that that has a cast of two so it just depends on what night the mother. show is yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. night mother had to be rescheduled yeah. unfortunately i know yeah. but it will it will go on next year in one mm, place hopefully. or the other right. um man oh man yeah that was a nice piece with two um the other and our murder mystery that we are still picking the script for um is probably going to be around 10 Yep. And then uh, the show that we are doing at the end of May, which we'll be doing auditions for in March. And we have our director in-house. Yeah. We do. We, we do. do. Um, so we have people from Clue in here. We have a director. We have a, uh, a board member. We have she's a, also, she's a, what do you call it? I'm it's getting awful crowded in here. That's my point. <laughs> so I'm a founding member and we I'm the current hats. vice president. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Laura's Tell me about your show, Laura. All right, Tell so... Um, I might turn it over to you for the like thirty minute speech, but it's it's this is well. You talked to me before when I when I did the the seven day plays as a first time director, so um, so now I'm going to try my hand for the first time at directing a full prediction. Oh, absolutely! I have to tell you, I don't know if I was doing it wrong. But I found it much easier than acting, or at my age, much easier than memorizing scripts. But I also had <laughs> fantastic actors, so mostly I had to get out of their way, mm-hmm. which I'm really good at. I can I can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here, you're wonderful. Go do it. Um, so this show is it's called Into the Breaches, okay. and it was written in 2018, but it's set in 1942, and it's set um, in a theater that. Uh, typically produces lots of Shakespeare. All the men are off to war, or almost all the men. And they decide they're going to go uh, try to go ahead with the season anyway, starting with the Henriad, which is what Henry the Fourth Part One, Henry the Fourth Part Two, Henry the Fifth. Um, two females in the whole cast. No, three if you take all three plays together. Um, so they're going to do it in trouser rolls. Uh, and in this case, um, so what the play? Wait a minute! You can't just throw that out there. Trouser rolls. What the heck is that supposed? <laughs> that's to when. <laughs> that's when a woman is playing you a man's. That. A woman is playing a man's part, but doing it as a male presenting character, okay. as opposed to oh, let's make this a gender free role. Mm-hmm. This is no. You're definitely playing or men. a goofy spoof or a goofy take on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. serious. Thank right. you for the clarification. So, so this show is is um, what uses this. It's the basic premise of the show must go on. And um, it's warm and it's witty and it is a comedy, but it's more of a heartwarming comedy rather. Do you also have a nice caveat of some perceived gender specific roles that the women can't possibly do what these men have been doing and right. if they are doing it they sure shouldn't be paid for it just like the men were. So there's that struggle in there, in Dang. the script. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, script, stru- yeah. the script picks up on the struggle <laughs> of are we paid equally for equal 
things. And there's other equality issues. There's other equality issues. They've never had a black actress or actor on stage. And they're going to have to for this because we're really short on people. Um, (laughs) And obviously it should be. Yeah, so bring that. There is is a a younger man. All the men between like, uh, what, 18 and 60 were were liable for conscription right. during World War II. Um, one of the male roles, the man with, I think of him as the money, who's, they have to, you know, push against this guy a little to get what they want. He's he's there, and it's obvious he's over 65. He should be. A white patriarchal. We, we, uh-huh. we need uh-huh. an actor over 65, right? <laughs> um and then uh, right. hints dropping in here like crazy. Yeah. The home will let me there's out. Another, there's another young man, though, a younger man who's, and you can cast him anywhere between 40 to, to 20, 20 to 40, <clears> I'd say. <throat> but he's the stage manager. Well, he's not there. Why isn't he there? Um, and it goes in the fact that he's not allowed to serve because he's perceived as being, as they use the term then, swishy. <laughs> So um, it gets into yes. I can't even believe this play's written. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find this thing? Well, I actually Mary Fraser. I, you? Mary Fraser, yeah, who is amazing <laughs> at finding stuff for us, and, and she's a valued member of our play selection committee. Yes. Um, uh, and Mary. and I think that's you'll see that most everybody wears multiple hats because we're a small group. But uh, I love the play that it does deal with a lot of modern um, issues that are going on, but. And, and showing and pointing out some of the um, older thought processes and the short-sightedness and the closed-mindedness of the time and pushing against those things. Wow. Right. And the wow. fact that some of them still exist now. But it's, it's a lot of times it's easier to tell a story or to make a point when you can give people a point of removal from it. So, yeah. um, it's, so it gets to be. Where is and, this going to take place? Well... That is a good question. So oh, thank you. We, I like to ask good we questions. Remain, that has remained on the Hatbox season. Oh. They asked if anybody wanted to remain on the Hatbox season. We have. I believe that I know what venue they're going to offer us, but I can't tell you for certain yet, except it's going to be in Concord. Just you and me, Laura. <laughs> you and me. You and me. And how Can many you hear that? No. Are you John? kidding me? <gasps> Are you it? kidding me? Come see into the oh breaches. Gosh. You have been listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy, happy, happy host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL Studios. Hand me one of those warm towels over there. Yes, yes. We can be found at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. This show airs every Wednesday and Friday morning at 9 AM. You can find us at nhtalkradio.com. And remember, don't fall in love with a dreamer because he'll always take you in. Maybe, maybe not. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Lend me a theater. Tupelo and other places 